eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day every day with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. A couple of yesterday uh, sent me over the Spotify wrap and uh, and saw WIP Daily in there, and that was really cool to see. So appreciate everyone again listening. And, of course, our video feed, 94WIP, the YouTube page. Check it out. Subscribe there. Myself, Tucker Bagley, put up our video podcast. Of course, High Hopes, Go Birds, Clap Your Hands, the best of WIP, all on the 94WIP YouTube page. Check it out. Give us a subscription there. All right, today, and I thought this would be a lot of fun and really kind of instructive as we get closer and closer, and I can't wait for this game on Sunday. I mean, really, the anticipation, I, this one I, I'm more excited for than the Chiefs game. And the Chiefs game, obviously, was a Super Bowl rematch, and that's the game the Eagles had lost you know, previously, so you want to get back at the Chiefs, and they did. This game is just, there's so much. There's so much here, obviously, on the line with home field advantage, potentially down the line. And, of course, just how much the trash talking has taken over the, you know, the offseason and, again, this week and the 49ers fans that are whiners. I cannot wait for kickoff on Sunday, 425 at the link. So I thought today it would be interesting to rank the 10 best players in the game on Sunday. And I think I did this last year on the old evening show before the Giants and Eagles playoff game. Because I, I thought that whole week, some of the trepidation, fear, worry, or whatever about the Giants and you know here in town was insane. I, I just think the Giants had any chance last year to beat the Eagles in the division. I thought it'd be a route, and they'd just run all over them, and they did. And I think, you know, we did an exercise like this on the show because I wanted to kind of just put it out there, like, how, of the 10 best players in the field, how many are actually Giants that day? And I think it was like one or two, and the rest were all Eagles. So I said, all right, let's do it here for this huge game between the 49ers and the Eagles now. And the ledger came out to six on one side, four on the other. It could have easily been 5-5. I had a really difficult time with the last couple spots on the list. I mean, I could have easily switched the 
last name for four or five other names, uh, a couple on each side. And in fact, and I'll go through the honorable mentions, guys that did not make the list at some point here in the episode. It's incredible that the names that did not make, like that are not, in my mind, top 10 players on the field on Sunday. It's incredible. That just, it just shows how loaded these rosters are. It shows how many good players are in this game. It shows why some people believe these are the two best teams in the NFL. And just off the top of my head, I, I don't think there's any team in the NFL right now. You know, Dallas would have certainly an interesting case because they've got some high-end players, you know, with Dak and CD and Parsons and all that. Um, but I don't know if the depth of their team at the bottom, like 9, 10, 11, would fit this, you know, what the Eagles and Niners have. I don't believe the Chiefs would. I mean, they obviously have the best player in Patrick Mahomes, but I don't know if they have the depth of, of outstanding talent like these two teams do. Uh, Baltimore would be interesting, but I think that's more team than it is star, especially now with Mark Andrews out. You know, if we're just if we're just looking at loaded rosters, after doing this exercise, I believe we're watching the two most loaded rosters in the National Football League. All right, let's get into it here. Here's how I rank it. I'm going to go 1 through 10. Um in terms of the best players on the field on Sunday. Okay, here we go. i pull up my, uh, my little list here. As I, I'm telling you, the, the honorable mentions are off the charts. All right, number one. The number one player on the field. Actually, you know what? I'm going 10 through one. You know, we, we got a little, save a little anticipation for the number one player on the field on Sunday. Uh, number 10. I have Brandon Ayuk as the 10th best player that will be on the field Sunday between the Eagles and Niners in this game. You know, it's funny, a couple years ago, Ayuk was more of the two. He was the secondary guy, and it was Debo Samuel as the lead guy. That has changed, and it's pretty remarkable what Ayuk has done so far this year. You look at his numbers, and you think, and it's kind of top of mind now, I know he was at studio yesterday with Mark Cerise, he had the, uh, you know, retire as an Eagle Day yesterday. You look at Brandon Ayuk's numbers, and they're very similar right now to, like, a prime Deshaun Jackson. He has 45 receptions for 19.6 yards per catch. It's remarkable. I mean, that's nearly 20 yards a catch, and, and that's decent volume. It's not 100 catches, but it's not 20. 45 receptions, 19.6 a pop is Deshaun Jackson kind of numbers. I am as the 10th best player in the field. He's a field stretcher. He made the catch and run him to the end zone last week for San Francisco to finish off the Seahawks on Thanksgiving night. He's a big, big play threat. Yards after the catch, you know, I don't think he has the high-end speed of Deshaun, but right now he's playing and performing like Deshaun Jackson used to. He's the 10th best player in the field on Sunday in this game. Number nine is Fred Warner. I, I thought about not having him on the list because, and I'll get you to the honorable mentions in a few minutes, the guys I don't have on here, it's like, can I really not put those guys on this list? But Fred Warner's got to be on it. Man, oh man, he's the he's the best linebacker in the sport. He's he just, he is everything you want in a linebacker. He's a game wrecker, sideline to sideline. Intercepts the ball, tackles for loss, covers, does everything. He's, he's a problem, obviously, on Sunday here. All right, at number eight, and this might surprise you a little bit. It, a, a couple things factor into why I have him where I have him. Number eight is Lane Johnson. Um, so number one, this is, again, a loaded game on Sunday with a lot of great players. So it's you know he doesn't just get to have his customary spot as like the third or fourth or second best player on the field on a particular Sunday because there's a lot of great players on the field in this particular Sunday. The second thing is I've noticed some Lane Johnson slippage this year. I, I don't know if I'm the only one. I don't think he's playing at as 
high of a level as we've seen in years past. Now, obviously, he's still tremendous, and we're still watching one of the best right tackles in the NFL. He may still be the best right tackle. I think Penny Sewell is is pushing for that, and he may have overtaken him now. He may overtake him by the end of the year. He may overtake him next year. Lane's obviously still great, but I've noticed he's gotten beat more this year than, than he has in the past, and there's been real pressure off his side more than there has in the past. He has the one game ready to come out against the Jets, then last week obviously couldn't play with the scar tissue issue, so I'm factoring that in as well, that he's probably not a 1,000% right now. He's not perfect, and we know he played great last year with an injury. I have noticed some slippage. So Lane Johnson at number eight on the top 10 players that will play on the field Sunday, Eagles-Niners. At number seven, I had a really hard time placing this player. I think just on name, on pedigree, you might not even have him on your top 10, but on importance and performance so far this year, obviously he's top 10 in this game. He's a quarterback. His name is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's at number seven. I think the Brock Purdy conversation is so interesting because it's such a perception versus reality thing. The perception is he's been, well, Part of the reality is he is Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last pick in the draft. But that is also his perception, that he's not really good, that he's not, he's nothing more than the last pick in the draft that Kyle Shanahan props up. But he's performing high, at a higher level than Jimmy Garoppolo ever did for Kyle Shanahan. He's performing at a similar level that Matt Ryan did for Kyle Shanahan when they went to the Super Bowl in Atlanta and Ryan won the MVP. And obviously, if it's just a matter of the system, the Trey Lance would just be the quarterback because they drafted him to run the system. And he couldn't do it, and he stunk. But Brock Brady's good. And I, I think we're actually underrating Brock Purdy at this point. I mean, the guy leads the NFL in yards per attempt and passer rating. I mean, he, he's been outrageous. And I, the throw he made last week, go check out the throw he made, the one I mentioned to Ayuk to finish the game against the Seahawks. It, it's a big-time throw. It's not a game-manager throw. I mean, he rolled to his left, stopped, turned right, and anticipated a throw in a window of three defenders, you know, 30 yards down the field, and boom, put a seed into Ayuk's hands for a touchdown. I mean, it's it was a great throw. So Purdy has to be on this list. I didn't know where to rank him. I think this might be the wrong spot. He, he, maybe he should be higher. Maybe for you, he wouldn't be on the list. I think that's silly. Maybe for you, he's 10. He's a really difficult player to rank and to figure out his importance here. I know he's 14-1 to to win the MVP. So obviously, some people out there believe he is making a very, very big impact right now. I have met the seventh best player on the field on Sunday, Brock Purdy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number six is Jason Kelsey. Still incredible. Still an incredible football player. A couple false starts last week out of character. Interest in the way he spoke about those, both to Peter King uh, of Football Morning America and then also on WIP this past week uh, to the morning show. The idea that the crowd, the home crowd, actually makes it a little bit difficult on the Eagles late in these games to come back. And I found that really interesting because that's not what you typically think. And we also have not had much sample of this so far in Jalen Hurts' career. You know, um, you go back to the, the gate, I mean, just go back to all his career games. I'm thinking of the home games here. You know, he had the one in 2020, he beat the Saints in his first start, and that was the COVID year, so the crowd was, I think, not even part of it at all. 
I'm trying to remember back to that day, weird times in, in our lives. Um, we were watching the game at the NBC Sports Philadelphia studios, and I was about to go on and do uh, Birds Outsiders, TV show I did for that season, and uh, going crazy, they won that game. But I don't think there was a, a fan component. So yeah, I'm, I'm talking about games where maybe a two-minute drill is involved, okay? Just going back to Kelsey in the fall starts. And then in 2021, I was at the game. Uh, against the Chargers, where they had a nice little comeback early in the fourth quarter, but they never got the ball back, and the Chargers get the field goal late to finish the game and win the game. They never got a chance at a two-minute drive with the crowd revved up. And then you, know, you go to last year, and they were pretty much up at all those big games at home, and just front-running and dominating teams, kind of like you know the Niners do this year a little bit, and they didn't have that chance. And then, of course, this year, you know the Commanders game fits the bill a little bit, and I don't remember if there was a false or anything on that drive, but then they haven't really had those. I mean, the Dallas game, they were up, and Dallas was trying to come back, so you want the crowd revved up. Just interesting that Kelsey mentioned that the crowd, it's hard, a little hard to hear when they're on the offensive in the two-minute drill. Anyway, the penalty out of character, great block by Kelsey to spring Hurts for the touchdown to win the game. He's the sixth-best player on the field on Sunday. Number five is Trent Williams. Let's let's just be real about it. Trent Williams is still the best left tackle in the NFL. And, you know, I saw recently, I, forget, I think it might have been Emmanuel Acho, you know, some national talk show host, uh, TV host, had him as an MVP candidate. Obviously, it's, it's tongue-in-cheek. I mean, offensive linemen don't win MVPs. They don't get MVP votes. I understood the, the, the reasoning behind his take. Like, this guy's that valuable. And you saw when he was in the lineup, the offense is a function. Trent Williams is a monster. He's at number five for me right now in terms of the best players on the field on Sunday. Number four is A.J. Brown. Quiet the last few weeks. They have the touchdown last week, but he's been mostly quiet a couple weeks in a row now. I think that changes come Sunday. I think he will have a bigger game. Look, this is a guy within this season had, had set the record for most 125-yard games in a row. The guy's a monster. He's one of the handful of best receivers in the sport. He's the fourth best player on the field on Sunday. Number three is Nick Bosa. Now, he started slow. Hello for the contract. Got the contract. I thought it was a really slow start to the season by Nick Bosa, but he, you, he's heating up. Watching the last couple weeks, he has five sacks in the last three games, a lot of quarterback hits, a lot of pressures. I'm not sure if he was in tip-top shape when the season began. I'm sure he was working out, but in terms of football shape and you know not showing up to camp and all that kind of stuff, it, it just seems like it took him six or seven weeks to rev up here, and now the Nick Bosa that it was last year's Defensive Player of the Year has arrived. At number two is Christian McCaffrey. The guy's an incredible football player. He really is. He's this generation's LaDainian Tomlinson or Marshall Falk. He's the best dual threat in the NFL. He's the best running back in the NFL. I remember back, and you know, I'm not a running back guy early in the draft, but I was in uh, on that idea back, what was that, 2017? If he had fallen to them, I was a CMC fan. I, I thought the, the idea that he couldn't be a big-time running back in the NFL coming out of Stanford was insane. He ran through the tackles there. He did everything there. Guy's a great football player, and it's just amazing how much he does. He's the NFL rushing leader. He has 48 receptions this year. I mean, think about how many guys don't have good receivers don't have 48 receptions. He has 48 receptions this year. He's a running back who also leads the NFL in rushing yards. So, like, every time he has a big run, that's a play that he can't have a reception on. You know, he's not like he's this... The, you know, third down back gadget guy that just comes in to catch the ball on third down. No, he's also the running back and, and a bell cow kind of guy that averages like, I don't know, 17, 18 carries a game. Oh, by the way, he also has 16 touchdowns this season. He's the second best player in the field on Sunday. And number one is Jalen Hurts. Look, I don't think Hurts has had 
as polished of a season as last year. Way too many turnovers, and they frustrate me. But the bottom line is, he has become Mr. Comeback. He is tough as nails. His legs seem to be back now. And, you know, if I made these rankings, if this game was four weeks ago, I don't know if I have Hurts one because I think he needs his legs to be the best version of himself. I know we could go crazy and, and, and be very excited when he's progressing as a thrower down the field, tight windows, all those kind of things. But the best version of Jalen Hurts has both the legs and the arm going. You saw that last Sunday. He's the MVP favorite right now. And I think if they win this game and next game, he'll win the MVP. So it's, it's obviously deserved in that sense. He's incredible. He's a winner. He's a leader. He's everything you want in a quarterback. He's the best player on the field Sunday. So here are the 10. And then we'll quickly run through some of the names, honorable mentions. And you might be saying, wait, he didn't rank those guys? Yeah, I, I didn't have a spot for him. Number 10, Brandon Ayuk. Number 9, Fred Warner. Number 8, Lane Johnson. Number 7, Brock Purdy. Number 6, Jason Kelsey. Number 5, Trent Williams. Number 4, A.J. Brown. Number 3, Nick Bosa. Number 2, Christian McCaffrey. Number 1, Jalen Hurts. So in totality, 6 49ers, 4 Eagles on the top 10 players. But the Eagles get number 1. San Francisco gets 2 and 3. So you could parse the list any way you want. All right, here's some honorable mentions. Reddick. Hassan Reddick was the most difficult one to leave off the list. In some ways, he's been better than last year. I, I didn't know where to put him. I mean, you could you could take Ayuk off and put him at 10, and you could even it out. Eagles 5, Niners 5. Absolute fair. I didn't have Javon Hargrave on the list. I mean, Javon Hargrave's having a big-time season for them, and obviously the, all the money they gave him to be a big-time player. I didn't have Josh Sweat on the list. I think Sweat's been very close, if not equal, to Hassan Reddick this season. I believe he's a pro bowler. Okay, I, I didn't have Devontae Smith on the list, who's really emerged the last few weeks and is clearly, you know, if you're looking at the duo of wide receivers, I'd rather have the Eagles duo because Brown is better than IU. Different, but a better. And D and, and right now Devontae's a better player than Debo. So I didn't have Devontae. He could have certainly been on the top 10. Jalen Carter has a case to be on the top 10. Jordan Davis has a case to be in the top 10. Dre Greenlaw. The, the running mate to Fred Warner is an outstanding linebacker, has a case there. Eric Armstead, who, by the way, is a little banged up for the Niners this week, their defensive tackle, has a case. George Kittle, maybe not what he was three years ago, but still can be an impactful tight end. And then there's Debo. I mean, maybe he's the 21st best player on the field on Sunday and not, you know, no longer the fifth or sixth, the way he would have been if we were doing a list like this, you know, the 2021 Niners or, or whatever. So it, it really is loaded. Like, when you have an honorable mention group of Reddick, Sweat, Hargrave, Greenlaw, Devontae Smith, that shows you we are watching the two most talented rosters in the National Football League. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Boy, it's going to be a fun, fun end of the week, into the weekend. Cannot wait for 425 on Sunday. Thanks so much for listening.